You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yvonne Murillo. Yo, what's up, buddy? What's going on over there? How's it going? A lot of nothing. Same old shit, you know? What do you got for me? Well, it was a pretty big weekend in hardcore where you had the Bane reunion shows. You got Biohazard coming back. Yeah, let's start Let's start from the beginning. So I saw, let's start with uh, what's a little closer to home, I guess, for you and I, which would be the Biohazard shows. I, I unfortunately did, didn't get to make it out to either of the shows, but... Uh, I got to see the videos, uh, and our boy Morgado was there, posted a bunch of photos and stuff. Yo, shit looked crazy, man. Um, shout out to Tom Sheehan and Indecision for playing. Their set looked great. Um, King Nine yeah. looked great, too. Yeah, I mean, it looked like uh, people were really amped for Biohazard's original lineup back in action. Seemed like it was bonkers shit, you know? Yeah, now, like, was... what's what's the deal as far as you've heard? There, there's a new record coming, right, for them? That's, that's what they're saying. What, what do mean, you think? Are, are people going to be into that? I mean, I think by by all accounts, it seems like there's some uh, renewed interest in the band. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, they're one they're one of my all time favorites. I was bummed I wasn't able to go to, to either of the shows. Friday was just kind of a little too close. Sunday was Father's Day. I had my son. Yeah. So, well, I, the tickets uh, were a little bit. Uh, the tickets were a little pricey too. Uh, like the aftermarket value was, was way up there too. So, 
would have made it that, that would have made it hard to get in. Uh then what did we have? The Sunday show. Yeah, like we don't like we don't gotta like that. Come on. Stop. Yo, don't make the listeners <laughs> feel bad, you know. This this isn't the make you feel bad <laughs> podcast, you know. Uh so Sunday we had the Almighty Sworn Enemy, which was nice to see them. I saw they brought Lorenzo out there to on guitar, which was cool. Um yeah, yeah, Sub Zero five. Fury uh, five, yeah. Sub Zero. Sub Zero, shout out to our boy Lou. Uh Yo, Fury 5 looked great too, man. I would I would like to I know we'll probably not get a Connecticut show, but Pitts needs to make that happen, you know? Yeah. Fury um, 5 late I to did, rest. You know, I didn't see any Fury 5 clips or anything. I would I I you know, obviously I think there's probably some interest there. And Sheer Terror, of course, they played. Sheer too. Terror, yep. Tom Sheehan uh, posted some Fury videos. So that was like the clips I saw. And it looked, yeah, it looked just like the stuff that you and I used to like back in the day from them, you know? Oh yeah. They yeah. always say they always had great stage presence, you know. Yo, Yankee Doodle style, you know? <laughs> right? You, you can't know, can't, can't stop the unstoppable, you know? No, yeah, yeah, that shit was hard. That was it's funny because that's like the first time I would say I really got into them was like when we I never listened to No Reason to Smile. The record that really got me on them was the victory record. Uh remember that one? The like that first one on Victory. Yeah, it was at, at War with the World. Yeah, that shit that was, was hard. Bad. That was definitely a staple in the. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I was yep. never a huge Free Fury fan, you know, just to be honest. But uh, remember their song on the East Coast Empire comp. Well, that's where I was. Want it all remix. That was the one. That's a hit song. That well, that's funny because where does that fall in the timeline? Because to me, I always tell you, like everything is such a blur. Is that before the victory signing? I think so. Yes. Okay. So it's, yeah. It's 1997. I so think I they just... dropped out War with the World in 1997 as well, but this was before that. I was going to say, I think this, I'm with you. Like, I remember No Reason to Smile coming out, and I remember people like like CJ from Death Threat was one of the first people I remember, like, really being into that, them. And well, I think Biggie big e and the Grippos, come on, all those yeah, guys. Yeah, the Grippos, all those yeah. guys, like, like that record, For sure. you know? But they didn't really win me over till the comp song. You're right, because then they had, they had E-Town on it, and I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool, and the production was, like, really good. That was just, that song was, like, omnipresent. Like, you just... I, it reminds <laughs> me of 1997. Like, that's a hit song. Like, if there was, like, hit singles that you're in hardcore... That would have been uh, near the top of the list for me. It's oh, a great yeah. song. It just stays no. in your head. It's like an earworm. It it really is. That that was a uh, man. That that was such a great track. Like I remember, again, you and I were kind of spoiled. So I think we got to hear that way before the comp was out. Yeah, I'll tell you that. That's like one of those forgotten comps. It's a East Coast Empire Records. The harder they come, comp despair, hate breed. Oh, what a good comp. Push that button was. warfare, stigmata. Can you find that? I'm gonna here while you talk. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, but it's not on for streaming. I want unfortunately. Well, hold on. You talk really quick about it, and I'm gonna see what the aftermarket value on Discogs is for it. I don't think it's gonna be high, but what's the name of the comp one more time? The 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 harder they come. It's just a a great comp. And East Coast Empire Records, for anyone that doesn't know, is a a local record label to Connecticut, run by a guy named Dave Duncan. Who was uh he was in the band Higher Force back in the day. He had a skate yeah, shop in Connecticut it. called the Fifth Dimension. He put and, out um, uh Some of All Fears, which is one of my favorite uh CDs. He put out Reach the Sky. Reach the Sky. Chimera. It was like their first yeah, record. Before, right? Yeah, before they got signed to uh to Roadrunner. Yeah, you can what? get it for right around three to eight dollars on discog so yeah if anybody hasn't gotten that i mean i definitely urge you to get it because that's a really great also you can you can i'm pretty sure you can go on youtube and just listen to the whole thing anyway it's it's the first recording of hate breeds uh before dishonor song which is you know on satisfaction yeah i mean, I, like, I, I personally like the version on the comp better than the one that's on the record yeah i mean this one ha- and it has uh push button warfare drowning room divided by hate despair some of all fears disbelief follow through 
Um, yeah, that was a really good comp. And, and yeah, that I remember that in that train of thought and that the, um, what was that? That, uh, it was on hold, uh, pin drop records was the only other place you can get the hate breed song. That, was, Mark, like that all... was, that, that was Mark. My words was on that. That, that yeah. version is awesome too. Yeah. It was pin drop records, seven inch comp. I forget the name of it, but it was uh, together as one. I think was the name of the comp. Yeah. That was a really, a was really a good, good comp. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? I was going to talk about today, uh, Tuesday. Big label announcement. This. So yeah. Today when we're recording this, uh, you guys probably already have heard about it, but there was a pain of truth is dropping their new album, which is very exciting. Uh, we are very lucky that, um, we got a variant from lump from uh, days shout out to lumpy. The name of the new pain of truth is not through blood. Static era variant is uh 200 uh ultra clear with blue splatter. This thing looks sick. Uh, Yvonne, did you see the track listing for this and all the features? I I didn't. I didn't see that. Yet. Oh, I just man, saw the me... ad. I saw the ad with the color and all that stuff. And yo, let I me let me it. let me throw a couple things here at you. Please do. So so they obviously they have Freddie from Madballs on it, Justice from Trapped Under Ice, Jay from Mind Force, uh, Vinny from the Movie Life. They got Josiah from Criminal Instinct. They got Brendan from uh, Incendiary. They got Vogel uh, from Terror. Wow. Holy they shit. Got, uh, they got Anthony and John from Vane. Uh, they got Shane from uh, Bad Seed. They got Austin from Buried Dreams. Um, and they got Corin from Last Wishes. So this, this thing is like, oh, and then the single you heard today, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to overlook it, was with Steve from 200 Stab Woods, and that one's called Acting Up. Um, yo, this, this record's got everybody on it, man. So again, man, I felt very lucky to, uh, to get a, a variant for us. Shout out to Zach, uh, who we had on, on digest, uh, episode yeah, one. Man. Yeah. He's it's funny. This is going to sound like I'm talking shit cause I am, but it's like Zach, a dude who is like, doesn't really know me. Doesn't fucking owe anything to static era. Doesn't, doesn't nothing. Right. He remembers to give us a variant, give us a color. <laughs> There's other bands out there over the years that I have helped numerous times and given free advice, all kinds of shit. In fact, telling them what to do in their plan to get their masters back and say to them, hey, this like is, uh, you know, you know, this is a way to do it and make things right. Give me a variant. We don't get shit right. Dudes, we've known for 20 fucking years. Zach Stash, you're the fucking man. Number one, I told you that today. Um, just the man remembers to do shit for really for no for no reason. Didn't have to do it, but did it. So Zach, thank you so much. That variant's up now. What what were you gonna say? You you look like you got something on your mind there. <laughs> Nothing. Just uh, that's that's cool shit, man. It's, and uh, it's following obviously the laid to rest greatest hits variant that Static Air is also doing. Right. So that's pretty cool. Two cool uh, little projects. Two cool variants. Um, that you, you know you got to do, and um. Yeah, obviously, uh, fucking everyone's listening to this. Go buy that shit. Yeah, no, again, I'm really excited. And like I said, that that track listing is insane. So shout out to Day, shout out to Lumpy. Um, there's a, a bunch of variants out there. Uh, ours, I saw Triple B has one. Uh, Generations has one. Deathwish, Rev, everybody. So this is going to be the fucking album of the year. Uh, I'm excited, man. You know, um, I mean, it's going to have some competition from Restraining Order, who just announced. Okay, their, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, their, you're right. Uh, you know, let's not blow it. Uh, I was going to say <laughs> alongside our guest, but you jumped in uh, before I could say that. So yeah, alongside we have a we have a cool guest today. 
that I'm excited to uh, to bring on. Uh, just trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, yeah. By the time you heard this, we just put out a new episode of a uh, full episode of Diablo's Den. Shout out to Andy from Thorpe Records for doing that. Um, he just sent over a bunch of copies uh, of his new book. And again, by the time you hear this, we'll be doing a contest on the uh, Static Era Records slash Danny Diablo's Instagram. We're giving away a copy. Uh, check that uh, episode out. Again, I uh, want to thank everybody who has been downloading not only the Digest episodes, but the uh, Rockus podcast and our full episodes. Um, as always, these are sponsored by Diablo's, uh, DannyDiabloMerch.com and Force5Records.com. So, yeah. Uh, really exciting stuff going on. Uh, we we had a great episode, Yvonne, with uh, with with uh, with Danny the other day. I was talking about. So, let me get. Um... Oh wait, hold on, wait. There's a couple more things. Yeah. So the the Bane shows also looked crazy. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I didn't get a chance to go to this, but I saw again. I saw fucking videos, and that shit looked insane. Yeah, it looks Suicide File, Colin Verabia. Yeah, shout out Sarah Ed. She actually she went to the show uh, and saw Sarah uh, saw Suicide File the night before. You know they played. I thought it was like a, like they headlined somewhere. I think it was in Massachusetts. One of my somewhere. favorite bands. And I'm, I'm bummed that was. Yeah, I, I miss the shows. I was always really into them. I actually, you got me into them at first. It, uh, I liked them, but you really kind of like repeated playing uh, when we used to drive around. Really kind of hit those records for me. Um, a band that that I I feel like a lot of people look over, you know, gets overlooked as much because they are very good, um, and it still holds up till this day. Like if you listen to those records, it still sounds, you know. Like as current and modern as as the new shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that stuff holds up a lot, a lot more than a lot of the stuff from that era. You know, that early two oh, yeah. thousands era, for sure. Absolutely, man. And I just uh, want to, I just want to give a shout out to two two bands. I think people should check out. Yeah, yeah. What do you got, um, man? We got uh, Time Heist from uh, Denver, Colorado. Now, I was going to ask you this. They just put out something new, right? Because I saw they were doing a split, a split with a band called Without Love. That's an English band, I guess. Okay. And the EP is just that the pre-order that we? Okay, I was gonna say I yes. saw a pre-order going up with that, and I I, I wasn't sure how that was, um, because our boy at Crime Wave did something for them too. So right? Yeah, they did. He did the EP, uh, the Odds Against Tomorrow, which okay. came out a few months back. Um, and uh, yeah, they're picking up traction. Cool straight edge hardcore. Check that out. And also, another band that uh, you know that uh, I'm friends with that I feel kind of deserves some shine is this band Wrong Move from Albany. They don't really get to the area too much. All right, they turn me out, on. What, what's, what, what are they like? They put, they put out an EP on um, on Unbeaten Records, uh, I think it was last, uh, two years ago now, uh, called Death Made Swift, which it kind of reminds me of Marauder, Hatebreed, All Out War, which, without being too much derivative of any of that stuff, but it's tougher hardcore. It's really good. They actually just dropped a two-song promo. It's up available on uh, Spotify. It's like, kind of like their new release. And uh, I feel like they're, they don't really get enough attention, and I think they're really good at what they do. A lot, a lot of bands that do the style... Are kind of, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, but I think they do it well, and I think they're worthy of some attention. So I just want to give them a shout out. That, that's all. Yeah, I love that's wrong move. I love that. That's one of the cool things I think we get to do on the digest is that like, because uh, you have like your ear to the street, really, with that stuff. Is like get to turn people on to some new shit. Like, like I said, man, just the in the past couple, like, I mean, obviously our whole live like friendship, you've turned me on to, to new music and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, lately you've been hitting out the park with, with finding the stuff you've been finding, man. So that that's great. Um, yeah. So other contender for record of the year is, uh, from going to be from our guest here. I'm going to get, uh, everybody on. So give me a second and I'll uh, we'll be right back. All right. We're back. Uh, very excited with, uh, our guest today. As we said earlier, uh, this band is probably contender of the year, uh, for album of the year of their, for their new record. Right. Would you say that Yvonne or no? 
Yeah, hell yeah. Come on. Hell yeah. You know, you know okay. I'm a fucking big fan of these guys. Oh, I know you are. I was actually going to say, you're the one who turned me on to them. Again, going back to what we talked about earlier. So, yeah, contender, uh, definitely going to be a contender for album of the year. I would like to welcome our good friend, Keith Freeman from Restraining Order Maniac and Near Dark. What's up? What's up, man? Okay. And, and, and Intimidation. And into, well, his his band resume, I think, could be like forty minute episode in itself, <laughs> right? I have too I, many. I have too many bands. Is there such thing, or or do you rival Lumpy with the amount of bands? Because he's got he used to have have a ton. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I gotta hit him up. <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a head to head challenge. See who has the most uh, projects under their belt. I love that. Uh, I, I wish I could play an instrument because, dude, I, I would be like one of you guys is just be playing fucking so many bands and just be starting shit all the time. Uh, so, yeah, everybody welcome Keith. Keith, uh, for those who don't know, give us a quick little intro. Uh, you know who you are, where you're from, the band, blah, 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 blah. Uh, my name is Keith. I play bass and pretty much all my bands right now, but mostly Restraining Order. I'm from Western Mass, specifically Springfield. Yeah, shout out Western Mass. Even though I just moved to Westfield last fall. So I'm a couple towns over, but I'll rep Springfield till the day I die. Fuck yeah. Yo, talk to me about growing up in uh, Western Mass and getting exposed to hardcore. Because there's such a connection between Connecticut and Western Mass. I got to shout out my my main, uh, you know, number one Western Mass, two bands is... uh, Push button warfare and scurvy, um, two of the best got to work with with both those guys. Zeus and I were just texting, and Josh Gurdon is uh is great. So yeah, I've always had a lot of uh fun in Western Mass. Uh, Fat Cats, right? Was that the club, Yvonne, with the infamous riot? <laughs> right. There's Pearl Street, Fat Cats, Pearl Street, Fat Cats, Inf- yeah, Infin- Infinities. Yeah, Infinities. Yeah. Oh yeah, games and lanes. If you want to go back to yep. Agawam. So Keith, t- tell me a little bit about growing up and being exposed to uh, like your first exposure in hardcore in, in Western Mass and stuff. Um, so I was kind of a late bloomer. Like rock music in general was never really on my radar as a kid. Uh, just in my household, you know. Uh, so it wasn't until like middle school, late middle school, early high school that I started listening to like rock music, basically. Um, my pathway was kind of like through like anime i'm like a big nerd so Sick. Like, yeah i, I definitely watch... want... we're gonna talk about that <laughs> i would watch like dragon ball z music videos uh like fan created <laughs> ones and uh Lincoln park was kind of like the catalyst for me i was like oh, oh that's was, awesome like, it's like hip-hop but like with rock yo cool Lincoln park ball has z. tracks so but, i mean they you know i, I owe them i owe them a lot um but it wasn't until high school that i started to dabble into hardcore um I was pretty much like a sponge. I was just absorbing everything uh, through TV because I didn't really have good internet or like anybody to show me anything. Mm-hmm. So whatever was on uh, like Fuse, MTV2, um, just everything. I was just soaking it in like pop punk, like metalcore, uh, a lot of metalcore, like mainstream, like hot topic type shit. Yeah, that's I awesome. Thought, I thought it was hardcore. I just kept hearing the term hardcore. So I wanted to know, like, oh, what hardcore bands are local? So I went on a member pure volume. Of course. Yeah. I searched uh, locally hardcore and I found like some bands, specifically Chuck Brunswick. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah, I remember them. (laughs) Oh, wow. I remember them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, snap, they're playing Chicopee on Sunday. 
And uh, I had my grandmother just drop me off there, Cabot Street, and it was it was all downhill from or uphill yeah, that, from there, I guess. That, as Isaac would say, that's when your curse started because then you fell in love with this, and then it was it was all over. Now you're committed to to touring and and being in a band. Um, so that was your first show was uh at Cabot Street. Uh, was that the first? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I went to like a Taste of Chaos, uh, one of those festivals, like a year before. So I don't know if that counts because it's like Shout out the not used. really. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah I you know I love them. them like, yesterday, <laughs> literally, um, I was just listening to them yesterday. Yeah, um, they're great. Um, so then, so did the first time you get dropped off at this show, you're are you by yourself or do you do you bring some of your friends with you or what's you're just like I'm gonna oh, go no. and I'm yeah, tell myself. me about this. Okay, tell me like, about this. I just like. You know, I didn't really know anybody that was into hardcore. Like, my friends in school were into, like, I mean, I guess, in retrospect, they were kind of into it, but a lot of, like, new metal stuff they were into. Uh, let me think. Like, I guess, like, stuff like Lincoln Park, System of a Down, uh, like, Slipknot, like, that kind of stuff they were all yep. into. I don't remember if I even asked them, but I definitely went by myself, didn't know anybody, and was just, like, kind of in the corner um just taking it, it was, all in like what what is this right yeah, yeah yeah and i was just like yeah this is crazy because i saw like like mosh biz before but this was like you know it was <laughs> yeah it was not it was not that but i was like oh man pretty sure i got hit a couple times and i was just like oh man that was a that's sick <laughs> and then so your grandma picks you up and you're just like i gotta come back right so obviously are you at this point, like, how are you finding out? Are you still just, is the pure volume sort of your way of being plugged I, in? I or did you get a flyer at that show that you're like, fuck, I'm coming back next week? Like, like, as I always say for like, uh, for Yvonne and I, there were certain places like the tune in that even if you didn't know what the show was, you just kind of would go there. You just gravitate towards there. I don't know if there was anything like that for you guys. So a couple things. One thing uh, around this time, there must have been a flyer because... I want to say my second or third show was a hundred demons, uh, the Bruce LePage comeback show. Oh, sick. So at Cavistry. I don't know. I had watched like a hundred demons, like music video on like headbangers ball. Like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. For, um, repeat process. Like, yes. Repeat. Pro yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I knew where they were through that, but I, I had no idea, um, of the, of the, Yo, and that's a fucking violent. That's a violent show to go to back, the the back to. Um, yeah, I mean, Yvonne, we've had a lot. We had a lot of fun going to Springfield. Uh, you know, like especially like the games and lanes, uh, Infinity, Batcat era. You know. Oh, for sure, we saw a lot of wild stuff during that time too. Yeah, I mean, I always you know? obviously always just think of that like the Hatebreed Ride at Fat Cats, which was just crazy. I remember, uh, the, you know, do you remember this, Jay? You remember uh, it was Earth Crisis show, In My Eyes Played. Is that the one I... where everybody got mad at us because Josta got us on the bill so much higher than everybody else and kids were like really mad? No, no, do you remember? This is kind of when follow through kind of broke up. Remember there was like Craig Mack, I think Right Brigade might have opened or something and there was a beef and it was kind of weird to see like these guys that were in the same, in the same band for so long. They're kind of like beefing. It was kind of a, there's like a scene. Do you remember that? No, I wish I did, man, because that, yeah. that definitely that sounds was at, like that, that was at Infinities. I remember that. I can remember that like yesterday. So. I the only thing I remember at Infinities, and I'm sh are you sure this isn't the same? Well, I guess it, I don't think it would have been the same show, but we Voice of Reason got to play, and then for some odd reason, we ended up like really high on the bill. 
I remember something like that. What, what show was that for? Was, I, I, it was Earth Crisis headline. That might have been I it. Think. <laughs> and, and everybody was mad at us because we were playing after like Aftershock. And it wasn't our fault. Like I was like, that's just, I don't know what happened. That's just like, the I the, just the way the cookie crumbled. Yeah, it was really weird. And then we got pizza after that, which, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some littering took place. I'll just say that. Um, so, Keith, tell me about the second show. So at this point, you're like, I need to go back to this, right? Yeah. So my grandmother was like, I grew up in a super Christian uh, household where I was pretty much sheltered my whole life. And my mom was not having any anything with like, you know, that white boy music. Yeah. With, you know, with the screen, especially the a band, especially a band called Hundred Demons. Yeah. So like, but I was living with my grandmother at the time because like, as we like said earlier, I was like a big nerd for anime. And my mom also didn't like like how like certain anime characters looked. She thought it was like the devil and all. She was she was kind of tripping out back then. Um, so I lived with my grandmother uh, like junior year of high school, maybe yeah, either a little bit of freshman year or junior year. So she was just down for whatever I wanted. So she's just like, yeah, I'll bring you whatever. And um, Scott Lee had this website. I think it was like ogre26.com. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember I that. So every show that would happen every Sunday would just be on that website. So I just go on there. I'm like, all right, I don't know any of these bands, but I'm going to go to this. Like every Sunday, I just went, it didn't matter. And uh, like, like metalcore bands, like pop bands, like whatever, I just went. But that show, I just remember it was like, I thought the first show was violent. And then I went to this <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. And then Cabin Street was so small that you couldn't really like hide anywhere. So like, I remember like trying to be in the back like corner and it's just people used to just go around in a circle and just like, you know, <laughs> kids, kids nowadays think it's, I mean, every generation kind of says this, but I'm like, kids think shows are violent. They don't know, man. Like, no, I don't know, man. I feel like I even said this before. I feel like back then, even dudes were just like, say like a couple of years older than you just looked like they fucking would kill you. You know? Yeah. I, mean? I was like, I was, I was scared of everybody. Hell yeah. So, uh, but, so Keith, tell me about then. So you, so you start going to shows. What's your first kind of like, oh man, I want to be more involved in this. I want to play in a band. How does that come right away? Out? Right away. I just see like people up there, like opening bands or like kids my age. And, and I'm just like, yo, I want to do that. Um, so right away I got like my mom to buy me like, or yeah, my mom wanted me like this like really bad first deck guitar from Walmart because I didn't know anything about anything. So I just started learning myself, you know, like I was getting in a hardcore at the same time as wanting to get, you know, into playing music. So I was, uh, as a big nerd, I was trying to like find out about the beginning of hardcore. Like, I think this was around the time American Hardcore, uh, the Stephen Blush book came out in DVD. Mm -hmm. So I got that and I'm just reading about like, you know, all like the original bands and Minor Threat and Black Flag and all of that. And I'm trying to like, I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, this is easy to play on guitar. So I could learn like, learn how to do a power chord and then learn how to play like straight edge, like da 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 Like, oh, that's pretty cool. easy. So I just kept doing that um, until I started to get it down, like be able to do like a basic song or whatever. And then I think on my MySpace, I put in my profile at the time, like, oh, I play guitar. Let me know if you want to start a band or something. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and then, so what was new, your what was your first band? Uh, it was this band I play guitar for called Use Your Head. It was this dude 
who's like was going to school in Western Mass from Maine. And the band was already like a band, but they needed a guitar player. And I was like, yo, I can try. I was like super scared because I'm like, I don't, am I good at like, I'm just like doubting myself. Am I good enough to do this? But I was like, you know what, let's do it. <laughs> and um, they kind of sounded like a mix between like, I don't even know, uh, No Way No Way Records bands at the time, like Government Warning and wasted time like those kind of like really fast like early 80s worship bands yeah mixed with like locking out kind of righteous jams kind of thing because our singer was like super into both of those things so that's awesome that was so, my first band and then what was your first like plant when you played your first show were you just like fuck i'm ready to like go off or were you nervous or were you kind of like you were ready to go? i didn't i never went off like for like up until like maybe like the last like five six years I was always just focused on like not messing up and playing the riffs right. People are like, you know, it's hardcore. It doesn't matter. I'm like, well, it matters to me. Cause like when I mess up, it, it just ruins my mood. You know, I don't want to mess up. So I feel That's that That's always going through my head. Yeah. I feel that. Yvonne, um, what do you, Yvonne looks like he has something to say. What do you got there? No, I just, I'm just listening. All to right. I, okay. I, I love something. here. I oh, just saying, I, I love hearing the origin stories of people in bands that, you know, that like obviously I've known Keith for a little while and like you know we know each other say what's up it's nice to hear like kind of the, the inner workings of like how we got I like to hear how people got into the music how people got into the culture and stuff like yeah that. It's, it's 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 especially cool too like when he taught like when you're talking about like the venues and shit that like or you know that we kind of know so it's cool like that that's you got exposed through the same places like that we were going to which is pretty awesome you know um let's talk about so from that band how many how many bands do you do before you get into like your first serious band? And was Restraining Order like that first serious band that you were touring say, well, with? Or was was Violence to Fade kind of the first band that kind of caught? Oh on, yeah, Vi- say, yeah, right? Violence to Fade. Yeah. Um, so from Use Your Head, I started meeting people, going to shit like playing shows and stuff locally. Uh, Will, the drummer of uh, Restraining Order, was in a band called Pressures On at the time, and Actually, uh, even before that, um, my next band would be this band Alert. It's kind of like a youth crew band from Western Mass. And we needed a bass player because the kid I met, Kyle, who's guitar player restraining order, we both played guitar and somebody needed to like sacrifice it to play bass. <laughs> and I was like, this was like literally, so 2007 is when I joined Use Your Head. And in 2008 is when we're like starting Alert. And I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. And Kyle gave me one of his basses that he had, like, like a shitty bass. Um, and I just converted to bass. And I've been playing bass ever since. So uh, That's awesome. That, so then you, so then from there, you just become a bass player. Yeah. Alert's kind of the first band that I did a tour with. Because um, that next summer, like, we put out the demo. Immediately, this label hit us up to put it out on a 7-inch. So that was my first, like, record. Was yeah, I was alert. just going to ask. Um, we did a couple weekends, and then we did a summer tour down to Florida and back. That was Sick. like my first ever like outing or whatever. That was summer 2009. And then I pretty much just kind of was in alert until Violence to Fade started in 20, uh, 2012. Okay, Violence so t- talk to us a little bit about Violence to Fade, because that's a band I think that is like most a lot. Most people probably know you from. Tell me about the formation of that and and kind of all the stuff you did with them. 
Um, so alert was trying to starting to like become I don't want to say burdensome, but like I felt like I was the only one trying to play shows or get things. I was like the only one in the band trying to organize things. And I just kind of got sick of doing that. And I've always like, I'm like a huge New York hardcore guy, you know, like sick of it all uh, straight ahead. My favorite bands. Like I just, I love all of it. Killing time and breakdown outbursts, like all that stuff. And I always wanted to do a band like that. So I just started, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write a demo myself and then do everything myself and then um, try to find members later. So I recorded what became the Violence to Fade demo while I wrote all the songs. And then I asked Will to, I I was going to just do everything, the bass, guitar, everything myself. And I was going to have Will, who was the, the drummer of Alert, but wasn't in Alert at the time because he quit, uh, to at least like record drums for me for the okay. demo. Yeah, Will and does some he, great recordings. Yeah, and this was like, like year one recording Will, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in the beginning. And he was like, yeah, I'm down. And we recorded the demo and he was just like, yeah, I'll just be in this band if you need a drummer. This is sick. And I was just like, all right. And then I hit up, I think Sean Nyland was down. Uh, Jake Miller, shout out to Hat City Tattoo, was down. And my friend Cody, who was in our, our friend's band Caught in a Crowd at the time. So we're already, that was like, you know, the people not being from the same area band that like kind of just formed Connecticut, Western Mass, Cape Cod, kind of hybrid. And That's awesome. Yeah, that shout started, out Sean Nyland too. That uh, that like started to pop a little bit in the beginning in our friend group, to the point where like, I was like, oh, I don't really care about trying to book shows with Alert because I just, I'll just roll with Miles to Fade. So Alert, as expected, decided to break up. Right as Violence to Fade, like became a band, so it kind of worked out. And we did a we did. I don't think we did anything too crazy tour wise. We just did a bunch of weekends and uh, ended up putting out an LP on Triple B. In the beginning of Triple, yeah, Triple B in the early days, right? Like in the earlier days. Kind of. Uh, I, I don't remember when Triple B started, but yeah, comparative, comparative to now, for sure. Yeah. Because I think awesome. the LP came out in 2016, maybe 15 or 16. And, the, and then how does a violence to fade wind down and you start restraining order? Because one of the coolest things, and this was how Yvonne showed me you guys, was when the New Age record came out. And I was like, holy shit, that's so awesome that A, New Age is a label still because I had no idea. And B, <laughs> that they had signed like a Connecticut Western Mass close to home band, you know, and that was actually the first time um, I had seen you guys. Uh, Yvonne and I went to go. Uh, you guys played with, was it with Bold at the State House? Was that the show? Yeah, I was, yep. yep. It was like yep. one of the first one of the first state house shows. Uh so yeah, tell me about violence to fade winding down and starting restraining order. Kind of the similar vibe to alert, where like towards the end, it was just like kind of becoming a chore to try to get everybody on board to do things. And um at the time, like me and Will, who's been in like pretty much every band that I've I've been in in the area up until like recent times uh we've always talked about wanting to do like an early 80s like honestly early 2000s kind of worship band like we were like last in line from western mass like was a big kind of band we wanted to do like you know like the negative approach 
kind of vibe kind of band. Um, and we were just so busy with other bands, we never really tried. Um, to, like, shout out to Mikey, shout out to Mikey Flynn, real quick. Last in the line. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, I think it was. I think at the time I was in another band called Depths of Reality, and we were playing in um, some festival in Toronto. And Pat, the singer of Restraining Order, Pat Cousins, shout outs, uh, was our roadie, like our road dog for the weekend. And we saw that band Career Suicide from Toronto. And we were just like, yo, Pat, first of all, <laughs> we want you, we want, we want to do with this fast band and we want you in it because Pat was in um, Contempt at the time. And we we're like, yo, they're not utilizing Pat to his fullest potential because that, that, that guy can, has a lot of energy. And oh, like, yeah, he does. Just like, we're like, we, once we saw Contem being, we were like, we need Pat. Like, he's the missing piece <laughs> of the puzzle. And after that show that we saw with Career Suicide, me and Pat were like, all right, let's do it. And then literally that next month, we wrote the Restraining Order demo. And then we sent the music to Pat, and he just like, in an hour, sent us the lyrics, and that was it. We were just like, we're, we're ready. That's awesome. How did you guys get in touch with New Age? Like, how did that all come together? Uh, so when the demo came out, I think we put it out ourselves and then we started to write, cause even when we did the demo, we had leftover songs that would like eventually become the seven inch. Um, so we're like trying to shop around and I did it the old school way of like mailing out our demo with a letter to like pretty much every pop and label at the time. Like I tried triple B I tried, uh, like, I think back to back was like a, a label at the time. Like I was just fishing it out. And my friend, um, Steven, is good friends with Mike from um, from New Age and would help him with mail orders and stuff. Sick. And he was like, yeah, he was like, yo, if you want, I can pitch it to Mike. And I was like, I was like, yo, that would be crazy. Like, do it. Like, I didn't think he would actually do it. And then, like, the next day, Mike sent me a message on, like, Facebook, which is like, yo, I really like your band. Like, I'm down to put out the demo. I mean, I put out the record for you guys. And then we're just like geeking out, like, oh my god. Yeah, that's so cool because that label has such a fucking awesome history. And then so it's like, man, to fucking like, you know, get on there uh pretty early on with like your first release is pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, I think the thing with New Age too, it's it's almost like I think by this generation they're so they're almost kind of forgotten, but they were in the nineties, they huge, were a, yeah, a big label, you know what I mean? Deal. It's cool they did kind of a, you know, they started putting out records again, but they you know, that's a very important label in the history of hardcore, if you ask me. I mean, in the nineties, strife. Course disapproval, unbroken, unbroken. I mean, you name it, they put out a lot of influential records. Yeah, it was super cool. Like I said, man, that was my first exposure to you guys. Um, and Yvonne was like, Yo, you got to go see them because it admittedly fast hardcore is real hit or miss with me. But watching you guys, I was like, Oh, shit, this it appealed to me because it, it was still like it kind of has some modern flourishes, it's fast and shit, but it's not like super old head, if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, we kind of we kind of blend a like a variety of influences of like everything we like, and it just somehow worked. Like, like the the early eighties, early two thousands, like even like Epitaph, like nineties, like Bad Religion, and like just that that era of like punk, like just everything. We just kind of just meld it into one, and it it works, I guess. Yeah, that's so sick. So then. Uh, from from there, you guys end up linking up with Triple B though, uh, and end up doing like your first album, right? Yeah. Um. So the thing with Sam, I feel with Triple B is he has to like see your band before a lot of the times before he decides like, oh, that's the band I'm gonna hit up to do it, even if he's friends with them, you know. Yep. 
because because I was like, you know, not on the same level as I am now, but I was, you know, very what's up, like friendly with Sam, stuff like that. Yeah, shout out and Triple B, was, man. They 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 kill it, dude. He's he does it of uh, such a great job with his uh with his releases. Uh and I also uh, shout out to Sam for being one of the first when we opened the record store, he came and did that pop-up uh and blessed us with that, which was amazing. So yeah, he he's super awesome. Shout out to Sam. Gonna see him tomorrow, actually. Oh, send him our love for sure. Um, so yeah, so how do you, how does that end up? So so how does that end up happening? Uh, basically, we played this one show in Cambridge at the Democracy Center, which is like a really cool venue, um, run by somebody I'm not very fond of anymore. But we slipped through the cracks and were able to play, and it was like one of the best shows we've ever played. That's awesome. And uh, it was like one of those things where like a video of it went circulating. And it was just like so sick. Like the whole room was just moving side to side, which was like, you know, we when we started the band, we just did it because it was like the type of band we wanted to do. Um, and there wasn't really like a lot of, at least in the mainstream of hardcore, like a lot of bands like that. So like, I felt like a lot of kids didn't really know how to like, like mosh or like have fun to this kind of band. Right. But at that sh- at that show, it was like, all right, yeah, maybe they do because it was like it was so cool. And then after, sorry, I guess he saw that and was just like, yo, you guys want to do a record with me? And we're like, hell yeah, we do. Hell yeah. Yes. I do. They're like the pop in this label. Yeah. That's super cool. Again, I thought uh, that made my uh, best of list when it came out. Uh, that was in 2019, I think. This world is yep. too much, man. My yeah. favorite LP of 2019. Yeah. It was, it, it was on my, on my list for sure. Appreciate that. Um, and then let's talk about the new single before I pick your brain on some nerdy shit. But uh, not to jump around too much, you guys. Then you do you do a split with uh, with Warfare, which was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then most recently, you just dropped a new single called Misled. Album pre order just came out. Um, so if you haven't gotten that, everybody should go over and, and pick that up. Uh, tell us about the new single. Tell us about the new album, Keith. I mean, again, from the last record, from uh, the world is this world is too much. To this, the band has toured a fucking shit ton. I mean, it seems like you're always gone. Um, yeah, like tell me about the the journey in between and getting to do this record and and you know what what can people expect from this one? All right, so we've had the the concept idea of most of the songs uh, for the new LP Locked in Time. Uh, ever since we put out This World Is Too Much, it's just a matter of like. We've had so many shows, so many tours. We didn't really have time to sit down and refine all the songs. Um, when This World Too Much came out, we did one tour. It was the Terror Magnet, uh, Kublai Khan Magnitude tour. And then COVID happened. So that was just like kind of like killed the buzz for us in terms of like, oh man, we had all this planning of like touring on the record. But now it was like, all right, now we have all this time. Let's start refining these songs. And um so when COVID, like kind of when shows came back, we pretty much had every song that we wanted to be on the record, like at least written. Um, but at the same time, we needed to resume playing more shows and touring. So we just started touring a lot when shows came back and didn't really have time to record it. And then finally, we're like, I think it was like last, what is this, 2023 right now? Yep. It was like last last spring, late winter. We're like, all right let's crack down and and record these so we spent most of the spring recording it um 
and it just kind of took a while getting everything recorded and all the artwork and all of that done. Do we have a what's the do we have a release date for the album already? July July twenty first, I believe. July twenty first right? is the whole thing. July twenty okay, first. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely, I, I know pre orders are up there. We'll have it at our shop. Um, you know, de- like I said, just just from the songs we've heard and and what we know about the band, I, I know that this one will be on my uh, my top twenty uh, of twenty three. Um, Keith, you guys been touring a bunch. You just finished a bunch of a bunch of tours, man. Tell tell us about those. Uh, we just got off like six days with train. Like literally I got home at five 30 this morning. Yeah. You're a real one for, for doing this today, man. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) We, we spent like 32 hours driving from Austin, Texas. How crazy were those shows though? Dude, drain is like, I feel like I feel so lucky to have seen drain now because I feel like we are watching a moment like similar when we saw, uh, like, you know, turnstile really taking that thing. Like I'm not saying in that same way, but you, you get what I'm saying. What was it like playing those shows, man? It was insane. Like what you exactly what you just said is kind of like what's going through my mind. They were like how Turnstile was like, I don't know, like six years ago when they were like before they like, you know, moved on to like the higher level that they are now. They were just like this force to be reckoned with at hardcore shows. And that's kind of like draining. They got it. Like it's it's and their shows were insane. Like very honored to be asked to like play those shows with them. Yeah, that's that's super sick. Um. All right, so Keith, I got I got, I got another question for you. This let's uh, yeah. let's talk non music unless Yvonne's got some music stuff. So I got I got some quick stuff before we wrap up. Well, I got some music stuff that we'll, we'll right, wrap up. Go ahead. Just a, you know, go uh, ahead. I just wanted to ask about uh, you know, obviously Keith is in other bands. He's in another band called Maniac and Near they're Dark ra- with, my, with my boy uh, Matt from set, from Set Your Goals. They're wrapping it up soon. What's the deal with Maniac? Why do you feel it's time to call it a day with that band right now? Um, it's it's more so like Will like. I'm uh, like I play like I joined Maniac like years after they were already a band. Like most people don't know, Maniac's been a band for a long time, like two thousand, like eight or nine or something or ten. I don't know, but uh, I'm just along for the ride. Like if if he doesn't want to do it anymore, I'm just like, all right, I already have like a hundred bands, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine with me. I just think we're just busy, you know. Makes sense, but like, you you guys had a good run, put out some good releases, right? Yeah. And uh, Intimidation, I see, uh, you know, you guys work with Mr. Face Records, obviously, Jesse Gasface, shout out to him. You guys actually got a show this Saturday, Brooklyn Monarch with 45 Adapters, Battery March, a few others. Tell me about Intimidation and kind of how that's been going. Um, It's been good. I just feel bad because I've been, like, so busy with Restraining Order that I haven't been able to play with them. But I told them, like, yo, our homie Mario from Dusters has, like, been filling in on bass for me. So I'm like, if these are a good show... And I'm not around, take it, because I don't want to be the reason why we can't do it. Because Intimidation started off as like a pandemic band between me and the singer. Like me and him pretty much wrote the whole demo. And then it kind of just flourished from there. So they got a lot. We got a lot coming up. I think I have a couple shows that I'm actually playing like later in the summer with them. So awesome. Oh, and a new record, new record, Intimidation, uh, Seven Inch coming out in August. Awesome. Good to hear, man. Great, great band. Intimidation, one of the best oi bands out today. There's been kind of a resurgence. Bands like that recently. I'm here for it. I love it. And you guys are great. Jay, um, what do you got? Keith, if a dude... So let, let, I want to talk about one of two of your favorite <laughs> things here. Yep. Video games. Well, it's a specific video game. And, and then, of course, manga and anime and all that shit. 
Talk to me about this. Say like somebody like me and Yvonne, who we wouldn't know where to jump in. Yeah, what's like the entry what's level? The, what's entry anime that you would suggest? I mean, I've heard Dragon Ball Z from everybody, but I feel like it's too much. I mean, I play, everybody knows. Not I play now. Fort, I play Fortnite, so I see all the characters from like, I don't even want to say the names because I'll say them wrong. Where, yeah. What would be, a, what's a good series if, if you're like, you know, like Yvonne's got his son and he's like, yo, we're going to sit down and explore something. What's, what's the one we're going to? Dragon Ball Z was it back like when I was a kid, but now it's different. I would say uh, Attack on Titan is a big one for now. Okay. Currently. They just finished a uh, part in Fortnite, actually. I got a bunch of his uh, stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one, I would what say. About good. Naruto, that's another one, right? Naruto's good, but there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So it depends on he's like the victory how... records of anime. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it depends on how like deep you want to go. Uh, there's a lot of good current ones right now. All right, show uh, what Demon... would be what would be one you what you would recommend? I would say Demon Slayer if you like. I've heard about I've I've heard about that on some of the sites I read. That one's good. The story's good. The animation is like incredible. I would go with that. I could. Oh, there's so many. Uh, All right, let's go. We'll I go could, with I Demon. We'll go with Demon Slayer. Me, me and Yvonne have to watch that. So the next time we see you, we can talk about it. Um, and then yeah. before we go, Keith, let's talk about Dance Dance Revolution because this is one of my fucking favorite things that you do. For those who don't know, this dude fucking will slay the fucking planet on this thing. Yo, he cooks. He cooks he... up on that shit. <laughs> Keith, tell me how did this start? And how, and just how oh, did dude. you get like, dude? Why don't you own one of these? Remember you you posted a machine, and I thought you bought. it. Remember I, t- I I texted you. I was like, yo, you got it. It was like your boy bought one though. Yeah, my boy bought it. He actually lives that's in Wallingford, so it's in, that's it's in awesome. Garage. Uh, I just started me one day in like middle school, walking by an arcade at the Holyoke Mall, and I'm like, yo, what is that? And it was the DDR machine, one of the old, early ones. And I tried it, and I was so bad. And I was like, at the time. It was out for PlayStation One, like, so I like convinced my mom, and I think I won, like I was like a writer back, like I write, I used to write stories and stuff. Um, I won like some writing contest and won like five hundred bucks, and oh, that's awesome. uh, I just used it all to buy like um, the game and the and the little plastic mats at home. So I just learned at home, and then went back to the arcade and was just like, just I would just go every every it. chance I can. <laughs> and then, like before, before I before I got into hardcore, I was a I was an arcade rat. So I would just go every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I would go for Dance Dance Revolution and Marvel versus Capcom, and oh, I would yeah. just play. So like that's that's how I got into fighting games and uh, dancing games. And I just you know just years that's, and years of playing DDR. That's awesome. I'm when better now than I was. When me and Yvonne used to work at Pacific Sunwear, there was a game, uh, an arcade across the hall. And we used to watch people play that, but yeah, dude, it's, it's it's awesome to watch you do the videos of it. Like I said, it's not, it's fucking so impressive, man. But um, yo, I, I got one more thing for yep. Keith. Yeah. So Keith, right. people people might not know this if if they follow you online and stuff. You kind of have this beef with Bubba Ray Dudley of the Dudley Boys. And if you're wrestling fans out there, people know it kind of has. I've seen it kind of go from like kind of being kind of serious, but you kind of guys know each. Tell me a little he bit. He came about to this. a show, right? Yeah, like you guys are cool now. <laughs> you used to like this yeah. a lot, but it's like cool now, right? Yeah, you know him. He's like a big, he's a big heel. So like, he blocked all my friends at the time because I called him out when he was in TNA for a rep in New York hardcore. I'm like, this, this dude doesn't look, it's like, what's your favorite agnostic front record? And then he like responded, was like, victim in pain. And Wow, he, he got the right like, answer. Yeah, over the, over, yeah, he did. Over the, the last 10 years, he just would respond every now and again. I'd, I'd be like, 
yo, I'm playing New York. Where are you at? And I would tag him. And he was like, honestly, it was during the pandemic that uh, I showed him like a picture that somebody, an autographed photo someone gave me. And he was just like, yo, give me your address. I'll send you a better one. And then he sent me one with like, it says, Keith, get the tables. And oh, that's awesome. I, <laughs> I, I sent him, I was like, yo, I'm in a hardcore band. I'm in, I sent him a restraining order LP. And I was like, we play the area a lot. Um, and cause I don't want to like blow up a spot, but yeah, yeah, um, you don't we do, do we, we, yeah. And I was like, if we ever play or, and you want to come, I can put you on the guest list. And he's always like, just invite me to everything. And eventually I'll be able to come. And that's then fucking last awesome. Winter, he came to a show in <laughs> New Jersey. It was dope. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, <laughs> that's man. That's great, man. He wants um, he wants to do a band with me. He wants to do a band with me. Oh, uh, please make dude. Can I put that out if on Static Era, please? He's calling it. Jay's calling it right now. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I don't even need to hear it. I'll give you the money to go record it. I don't even need, fucking need to hear it. Um, you'll have the collab. You're gonna have to collab with Sam because he, oh, he caught oh, on oh, to it. He onto it on Twitter because it's all through Twitter. Oh, like, I'll put it out. So. Yo, Sam knows I'll take a variant for our store. <laughs> Come on. Yo, let's do, Throw let's me a do bone, it. you know? Uh, yo, so Keith, I just wanted to thank you so much for spending some time with us. I, mean, I know you were had a long trip. Uh, where can everybody get you online? Uh, my social media is uh, KeithXAwake on mostly everything because okay. I'm a big Wide Awake fan. Best fucking band ever. Hell yeah. Uh, Wide Awake, Last Straw. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the I band... The band is uh, Restraining Order HC, right? On Instagram? Oh, yeah, yeah, on Instagram. Uh, actually, we have a website I made. Oh, I no made. shit. What is that? RestrainingOrder.com? Dot, dot M-E. Dot M-E. Awesome. And Intim- Intimidation, so. Intimidation Oi on on, uh, on Instagram? Yeah. Well. I have, like, a link tree. If you go to linktree.com slash KeithXAwake, I have, like, all my band's links on there. And we'll have all those links in the bottom of the description. So, yo, Keith, thank you again, man, for doing this. Please send the uh, like the best to your boy to the boys in restraining order, man. We we are so proud of you, dude. Again, man, seeing you fucking crush it. Uh, yo, you guys, you are, know, you guys are the best through the shit, man. I, I've missed the past yeah, last. You couple guys times. are the best. I know you I guys know. playing Wallingford. I think in August with Crown Court. I can't wait. We will be there. I'm at my house. Psyched. Yeah, we'll be yeah. there, man. We love you, Keith, so much. Go stay safe on the road, man. Everybody, thank you so much for, for checking out the digest uh, episode. Subscribe to the fucking YouTube, the newsletter, all that good shit, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you so much. Peace. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Grey Street.